nearing the finale. You are in dim Carcosa. And as you leapt through the portal, through the gate, through this window to another world, some words just echo around all three of your heads. Some words from the King in Yellow in the Court of the Dragon. And now, far away, over leagues of tossing cloud waves, I saw the moon dripping with spray, and beyond the towers of Carcosa rose behind the moon. And those in- incomprehensible and, and impossible words just echo around all of your heads as you, as you enter the blackness of the... Uh, the tendrils of inky blackness, and then you feel you are falling upwards and and falling downwards at the same time. And you all land on a piece of black obsidian stone in a land of oppressive heat. You cough blood and feel searing pain in your guts, as though you'd broken ribs. But you feel like you're okay. Before you, a murky lake reflects the glare of two suns. And when you look up, the Abbey of Mont Saint-Michel peaks just below the clouds, flipped upside down. In the distance lies a warped alien city. Its twisting streets and aberrant architecture have no semblance of order or structure. This is Carcosa, the realm of madness in the stars where Hasta reigns supreme. So, yes, you're lying on this um, warm obsidian slab next to a lake that seems very familiar. (laughs) Very familiar. Um, Thankfully for you, maybe it's winter because the the trees are not igniting spontaneously as as they were the last time. Yes, I was just about to ask. (laughs) So um, I, I, it was actually you, wasn't it, Mark, that ran, that that, that went, that has been here before when it was on fire yeah. virtually, yeah. Well, we all were, and I just, I wet myself from that water that was running down, and I ran out to get the lightning gun, I believe. Yeah. No, but I think you were the only one that entered the actual plane of, 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 of Dim Carcosa. The others were kind of... We're standing in the lobby watching you. Yes, we did not. We did not go into the flight flame. No. Mark, you're a brave man. Mm, mm, mm. So um, there is a tree. The tree looks familiar to you, Mark. And leaning against it is something familiar as well. There is a long metallic object with a muzzle and a, and a stock. And a, and a trigger. Uh, Mark stretches, spits out a little bit of blood out of his mouth, quickly reloads his revolver after those shots, as he, was, you know, he made before falling through the uh, portal. And uh, he walks over to the, the lightning gun and picks it up and says, Hello, old friend. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yes, um, you. it feels good in your hands. Um, you know, you uh, you know how to use this thing. You, you've used it before. Um, whether now is the dream or then was the dream is hard to tell. But uh, but in either case, you 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 have this 
extraordinarily powerful device in your hands and um, you know that it can can be of great use you so yes you're, you're you are standing by the by the shore of of the lake somehow I think you all know it's the shores of Harley the lake is Harley the bottomless depths of Harley in which monstrous things swim and um, maybe it's hard to tell distance right now but probably a few miles round the perimeter of the shore if you walked round you would eventually get to this city to this maddening city of spires oh boy I look at Mark I look at William are we ready for this darlings this is this is what we have fought so hard to find whether we're ready or not here we are also all those wounds those sore parts those scars those those um uh concussive blows received from from your friends they they all seem to have gone away so you're all at full um you're all you're all back at full hit points mark i'm still missing a tooth all right and i'm still <laughs> sore about it <laughs> um your sanity however is where it always was uh, there's nothing about this place that, that gives you any comfort um gives you any security um, I think the path is clear. You, the, the, um, you're going to have to walk around the edge of this lake through these bleak plains and um, and, and round to to Carcosa. That that there is nowhere else to go. Really, there's there's the, the, the apart from the lake and the city. This this plain just seems to stretch on forever, flat and featureless. The shore of the lake. It seems it it seems to be made of some kind of calcium-like deposits. It's it's not sand exactly. It it might might be kind of powdered limestone. There is a smell coming off the lake, and millions of tiny bright red flies just swarm over, in mere inches off the surface in big. In big carpets, they they seem to be searching for sustenance, and and they skid out onto the lake and um, dip in, and then fly back onto the sands, and and it's it's rather unpleasant. You turn your head, and you suddenly see the waters heave up, and now you can all hear the sound of someone singing underwater. <laughs> what are you What are you going to do, guys? <laughs> Someone singing underwater? Yes. Oh, I'm going to cover my ears and start running. <laughs> Where are you guys going? I bet it's the Lady of the Lake. I bet she's going to hand us a, hand us a sword and, and I could be the king of this place. Hold on. <laughs> no, I, I, run, I run after them. <laughs> okay, you start running and, and um, you suddenly feel almost this thump from behind you and 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 then you hear it for certain it's the song of the royal emissary we know what that sounds like and uh, yeah i would i'd keep running you can sense some sixth sense tells you that it's incredibly elongated 
blood red tendrils are just maddlingly stretching out from the edge of the lake where this monstrosity has flopped onto the beach. You can see, actually, it seems to be even bigger than, than it was when you encountered it in the ward theater. It's, it's kind of, its sphincter-like mouth is open and it's bellowing out arias. Um, its tiny little pig-like eyes are, are glaring at you with, with venom. And those horrible, almost root-like red tendrils are, are, just, are just shooting out along, along that fetid shoreline trying to grasp you so so mark you you're ahead of the others your your movement rate is nine so you're well ahead of um of william and, and jenny you're ahead of jenny as well william you're you're bringing up the rear you're 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 the slowest of the three mm-hmm. so so um so yes mark what are you doing mark stops and turns around and tells the other two keep going find cover and uh <laughs> he'll aim the lightning gun at it and shoot Fantastic, fantastic. Describe how, what happens when you press the trigger. I'd like you to describe that. Um, so I shoulder the rifle to my, you know, and I hold it up. I kind of, maybe I'll get down on my on one knee and try and steady myself and holding it up and I'm aiming and I pull the trigger and it just kind of, it kind of throws me back and I might land on my back and put a sh- uh, bolt of lightning shoots out of the gun towards the uh, fantastic. creature. Fantastic, fantastic. Arcing across the sphere, yeah. I think I think it actually turns some of the sand to glass as it streaks across. You know that 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 way that lightning can create glass, mm-hmm, glass mm-hmm. crystals, glass glass nodules on the way across. Okay, yes, it, it strikes it. It strikes it full on, um, um, and um, and yeah, it's it's uh, you blue blue arcs just. Cover cover the entirety of its of its horrid maggot like central mass. It, it hits a particularly high note in the aria <laughs> as it gets electrocuted. Um, but um, this thing is tough, as you know. Um, it's yes. Yeah, so, Jenny, you're up next. What do you do? You're probably about. You're you're outside of pistol range for sure. You're you're probably about twenty yards away at this point from it. What about um, from its tentacles? Like uh, yeah, you can, you can fire at a tentacle, but it's going to be a hard shot. Well, I've been in these tentacles before, mm-hmm. and I've no desire to repeat the experience, darling. So <laughs> I am going to um, try the harder shot. Here we go, one from each. Yep, that's a fail. Oh. So close to getting that extreme. Okay, yes. So you, um, your your first bullet um, just misses the target completely. The second bullet strikes the tendril flush on. But as you know, this thing has got thick layers of um, blubber-like hides protecting all, all of its parts. So so it does very little damage. The uh, the bullet, William. You will have a chance to go before this thing tries tries to attack. So as I was bringing up the rear, I see Mark, you know, stop and fire, which I, I guess Jenny and I just blow right past them. Uh, but then when I see Jenny turn and fire at the tentacles, I stop short and try to shield uh, her from the tentacles. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stand there with my shovel, 
uh, gripped in two hands and just try to batter the tentacles away as they reach forward. Nice. You try and just sever, I guess, one of the tentacles with the with the point of the shovel. If that's possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's see. <laughs> I mean, most of them just like, you know, swinging it like a bat just to, you know, oh, yeah. getting a grip, you know. Excellent, excellent. All right, All so... Right. Uh, Roll for a fighting brawl. Ooh, hey. yes. All right. That is a success. Um, yeah, you, you you don't manage to penetrate it at all. It just kind of bounces off. Well, like I said, I'm just trying to, like, you know, batter the tentacles away. You've definitely caught, caught its attention now. Okay. Being the last to attack and you're wildly waving your, your shovel in the air, which, of course, means it's going to target you now. Oh, William. Remember me. <laughs> <gasps> Okay, so it lashes out at you with its tent with its tentacle. Let's see what the first one does. The tendril reaches out and tries to loop round the back of you. You have a chance to dodge. Oh no! Would you Would you like to spend four luck? Well, yes, I would. I would. <laughs> Something lucky happens that allows you to 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 evade the first tentacle lash. Right. So as the uh, the tentacle uh, uh, wraps a, wraps around me, it actually uh, tries to wrap around my arm, but actually wraps around the uh, the end of the shovel, and I yank the shovel out of its grasp at the last minute, and it just uh, it whips past me barely. Excellent, excellent. So the second tendril just whine, you know, because you were so preoccupied with trying to get the first one off, the second one has now has now wound itself around around your thighs, gl- cr- clasping your legs together and crushing really hard. In you can almost feel your bones grinding together in your legs. But worse, it's kind of pulled you off your feet, and you're now being lifted up into the air by this tendril, and it's and it's starting to both wind the tendril in and flumpingly, um, floppingly um, try and move its body closer as it opens its mouth in a great greeting to you. I just uh, I just uh, wind up with my shovel. I said, that's it. Bring me in closer, you bastard. <laughs> now, the good news is, I think um, some of you have already taken, you, you've already taken quite a lot of sanity from seeing it the first time. You will have to make a sanity roll now. Yeah. You're all absolutely rock solid. This is like, this is just just another day at the office for all of you. We've well, um, been waiting for this. A lot yeah. of practice lately. Yes. So none of you lose any sanity as a result of, of seeing the emissary again. Um, yeah. Um, you estimate the speed at which it's it's winding its its tendril in, pulling, you know. I, I, I've got this image of, of William like 20 feet up in the air, waving, wildly waving his shovel around. <laughs> I can, I, it's, I'm picturing it. It's glorious. Glorious. It is, it is glorious. But, Remember um, me! <laughs> Mark, it's, it's, it's your turn again. I would uh, pick myself up off the ground, uh, having forgotten how hard this gun kicks. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would uh, prepare to shoot again. More arcs of lightning crackle across this creature's horrendously bloated body, and it, it seems to kind of go into a spasm, and the tentacle grip around William tightens up a bit. Um, and even in its, in its maddened state, its agonies caused by the lightning, it's still continuing to sing. I like the idea of William just being thrashed back and forth as this thing's being electrocuted, and William's just going, whoa! whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. My hair's all like on end, you know. It is. It is. 
Jenny, it's your turn. You you realize that you're gonna need a really good shot on this thing to, to do any damage. It's it's okay. got too much blubbery armor. I'm gonna <laughs> I see William being thrashed about and I know he was trying to protect me. And I say William, you beautiful fool, why do you have to always be so heroic? <laughs> and I run up at it and I'm gonna try to get it right in the mouth. Okay, so you just charge through this this um this sort of net uh, this this writhing mass of ten tendrils you're like skipping over them and i i think your heart must be in your mouth because you, you just tentacles are, are like the word oh, yeah. for you um and and you go right up to it and, and 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 aim your twin revolvers into its horrible mouth you can you can yep. smell this rotten fish smell coming out of its mouth. It obviously feasts on those down in the depths of Harley. Let him down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Your bullet does hit, but it doesn't go into, in, into the moor. It just turns at the last minute as it, as it lifts its, this, its loathsome head up to, 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 greet, to greet William, and it just creases the edge. Um, but William... It's pulling you in towards its mouth. You're going to get a chance to um, uh, to whack it before it can get you into its into its mouth. Okay. <laughs> um, how how big is its mouth? Is there any chance I could take my shovel and try to like wedge it in there, like wedge <laughs> his mouth open? Tell I yell at Jenny as I'm doing. It's like Jenny, damn it, I'm doing this so you can get away. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh. That is an extreme success. All right, so yeah, as it, as it turns its tentacles towards its mouth to drop me in, I take the shovel and I I stab it up, you know, nearly piercing the roof of its mouth and then sticking my handle, you know, wedging it into the lower jaw so that it's uh it's stuck open. And as I'm doing this, I'm yelling at Jenny the whole time, "Damn it, Jenny, I told you to get away. Get out of here." Okay, so so you do that. It clamps down, um, and then this its eyes, its little piggy eyes, go as wide as they can, which isn't very wide, to be honest. Um, and and you can see blood spurting out of its mouth now, as it as it seems as it's got the the shovel completely wedged in there. It seems very angry now. <laughs> to your great relief, it cannot put you into its mouth, um, and um, and. Uh, swallow you which would have been curtains for sure you can make a strength roll to try and break free from its tentacle at this point hard success it needs to be an extreme <laughs> do you want to spend um it it would be a lot it's 15 luck but you know we're in the end game it's, it's up to you uh, 15 luck you know to survive the all right you know what on, on your suggestion, I think uh, I think that's a worthwhile spending of luck. So yeah, fifteen. Okay. So tell me how you wrestle free. It's 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 writhing in pain now from the from an anger. So yeah. So shovel. as I wedge my shovel in there, I feel it, you know tightening its grip. But as it tightens tightens its grip on my on my leg, I'm able to actually pull myself. I'm actually you know two hands on the handle of the shovel that are in its mouth. I'm able to pull on that. And and wrench my legs free of his uh, of his slimy grip. Mm, fantastic, fantastic. Um, okay, so it drops you. It no longer has you. It can no longer put you in his mouth. But in its fury, in its 
in its seemingly with with increased fury and, and strength, it's just going to try and batter you and Jenny aside. It's not going to try and grab you this time. It's just going to try and use the the huge heft of its of its massive tendrils just to smash you. So first, William, it misses. Um, you can fight back. Well, could I? Could I pull? Could I pull the knife out and try to stab at its eye? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And that's a good damage roll. You plunge the knife deep into its eye. Um, the, the 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 singing goes up another octave. Um, it's now it's now My doing. My ears are bleeding from the singing now. <laughs> and you can see it's grievously wounded now. Um, Jenny, you. You are you. This thing comes flying in at you. Maybe you're maybe you're distracted for a minute. Who knows? And it just manages to clip you, or it will. You can see it coming straight at you. This huge tendril, which is just going to batter you down to the ground. What do you want to do? Do you want to dodge it, or do you want to try and just punch punch Cthulhu? <laughs> I want to try to punch Cthulhu. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to give me that option, darling, I'm always going to punch Cthulhu. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my god. Jenny, <laughs> the 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 tendril comes smashing into you. Jenny is caught full in the side of the head by this tendril. She's sent flying across the the now glassy um the glassy surface of of the sh- of the uh, of the shore of Lake Harley where the lightning gun turned those particles into glass and she lies still on the ground neither mark nor nor william know know if she's alive or dead but she isn't moving so mark you see your friend lying prone and unmoving on the sand seeing my friends all up close i realize i can't fire the uh, lightning gun again at the at the creature so I will uh, drop it on the ground and I'll run towards them all and uh, I'll, I'll yell at William, get Jenny out of here! And I'll pull my handgun, my revolver. Ooh, that's an extreme success. That's 13 damage. Goodness me. Okay, you've impaled it. Where have you impaled it? And how does it expire? <laughs> I will take a you know a calm, collected shot at its eye. Mm. It's one is already out from the knife that 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 William sunk into it. Now the other one is just is just blown out the back of its loathsome head, and finally, at last, the thing flops down to the ground for the last time, <laughs> and you have defeated the royal emissary. All right. Well, with that, uh, you know, just taking uh, maybe a second to to stare at the thing and you know and and marvel that uh, that it's not moving, I, I turn and rush over to Jenny and uh, pull her pull her uh, onto the shore. Mm, okay. So thankfully, you realize she is still breathing. She's just unconscious. She's taken a hefty blow though to her temple, and it's already blooming with this with this deep purple bruise all across mm-hmm. the, the temple. You can both try to maybe help her come round. Um, neither of you can actually help her from a kind of, you know, hit point point of view sort of thing. But um, um, after a few minutes, she does come round. Um, Jenny, you're feeling 
you're feeling terrible. You 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 got yeah. you got thumping pain in the in the head. I sit up and I look at the the gentleman, and I say, "We really need to stop trying to be heroes." Oh my goodness! Especially, uh... and I say, William, thank you for trying to help me. Oh, well, Mark's the one who killed the thing. Oh. I nearly died over there. It's dead? Yep. I'm sure it's dead. Uh, I'm not sure of anything, really. <laughs> I walk over and I retrieve my uh, my weapons from its body, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, all of your weapons are now are now holstered in the Royal yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you, 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 you with, with disgust, I think you have to pull its mouth open a bit wider and, and this... This wave of of rotten deep sea decay just comes out of it, and you you pull it out. Um, yeah, this, the flies are already swarming all over it and are crawling into its into its mouth and the wounds. That you oh. Yes. Okay. So you retrieve your weapons, and 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 suddenly, unbidden, another another set of lines comes into your head from from the book. Um, along the shore the cloud waves break the twin suns sink behind the lake the shadows lengthen in Carcosa I, I recite this as I stare over the waters <laughs> <laughs> yes and in fact the, the twin suns are setting and the shadows are lengthening and the only thing to do is to press on um Jenny, are you well enough to walk? I probably will have a headache for the next three days, but <laughs> I think I can. I think I can walk. And um, remind me that if we ever get out of this, I'm not going to ever eat squid ever again. <laughs> no, nothing with tentacles ever again. <laughs> when I was unconscious, did I see, have any visions, see anything, hear from Isabel? Maybe you've got a feeling. I don't know, something very, this tiny little voice in the back of your mind is saying that maybe this is the way to find Izzy. You've been looking for her for so long. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be anywhere in the real world. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So you head across the bleak plains. On every side of you stretch a bleak and desolate expanse of plain covered with a tall overgrowth of sear grass which rustles and whistles in the autumn wind. And a man is wandering towards you. You're pretty sure it's a man. It's hard to really know anything in this place. But as he gets closer, you recognize him. It's Daniel Chesterton. And he has the yellow sign carved deep into his forehead. And he's walking towards you. He doesn't even acknowledge you. He's just walking towards you. He's looking at you. Hello, Daniel. Looks like you didn't escape this place after all, huh? He says... No, I didn't. As he gets close enough for you to hear. He's, he's talking quietly. He says, I didn't escape this place. 
but I'm glad you've come. Was that you that visited us in that dream? Maybe. I I can't tell anymore what is a dream and, and what is real. This whole place is a dream, or maybe our waking life is a dream. Everything is confusing to me now. But I can tell the answers. The answers to what? The answers that you seek. Or at least I can tell you where to find them. William. William. Daniel. You have them all. All the answers are in the in the book. You must in know. Uh, all right. I mean, I've I've read this this book from you know cover to cover more times than I can count. Uh, all yes, right. I mean. Yes, but you need to know how and and when to read it. I can tell you. I have oh, understood. Uh, uh, please do. Um, <laughs> um, we we need we need answers here, Daniel. Anything you can, any help you can provide us. Uh, do you want to travel with us? No, no, I, I, I have to keep going. But look, get the book out now. Let me show you. All right, I pull it out of my pocket. And he goes. <laughs> and, and Actually, he looks I have it in the uh, the briefcase we took off. Uh, we took off the uh, scholar guy. Jeff Norman. <laughs> I sit there, open up the briefcase, pull out the pamphlet, lock it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he takes it in his hands and he starts reading and then he <clears throat> he sort of clears his throat as if he's about to orate. And then he <clears throat> it's like he clears his throat again. And then and then he's like <clears throat> and he's choking. It's like he's choking a bit. Um and 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 suddenly you see sort of his mouth bulge a bit and he he looks really uncomfortable and he puts his fingers into his mouth opens wide and he pulls out a huge cockroach <laughs> from his throat and then his throat ripples and swells and a tide of cockroaches come charging up his throat flooding out of his open mouth as he collapses to his knees and wave upon wave of hideous Insects come charging out of his mouth. Ugh. I snatched <laughs> snatch the book back. Yeah, I, I grabbed the, grab the book. <laughs> and at this point, you are all going to have to make a sanity roll again. Uh, oh, no. Mark, because of your very fragile mental state, you, uh -oh. have, you have androphobia, fear of men. <laughs> Okay, Mark. Mark uh, quickly steps away from everybody. <laughs> it's only a couple of rounds, but but suddenly you are not only terrified, of course, of Daniel, who has just disgorged all these all these cockroaches all over your feet, but but William is looking a bit sketchy as well. Mm -hmm. Mark quickly steps away from everybody, draws his handgun, and shoots Daniel. Oh. Okay, roll roll your um you're at point blank range, so so roll <laughs> roll with advantage. Uh it's an extreme success and you <laughs> rolled a nine. Oh my god, you just yep. 
center, executed the man. Yeah, center of the forehead. And and as you as you actually as your bullet strikes home, his whole um, the skin and um, just kind of splits down the center of his forehead and down his nose and across his mouth and down his neck and opens up and everything is just cockroaches now. He was just this skin bag full of cockroaches and and I'll say that that is enough to resolve your your moment of terrifying fear but but you probably are a little bit concerned about William from now on. Well, I guess we won't be getting any of those answers he promised us. Mark, Mark, where are you going? <laughs> I've got to get out of here. He wasn't safe. Mark, mm. none of this is safe. Man had answers. What's gotten into you? Just Mark, stay away. Get Mark, just get stay, back just, here, Mark. Just, just Mark. stay away from me. No, Mark, stay away from me. To me. Don't you shoot Open me, Mark. Don't please, you shoot please, me. Please, are you going to shoot me, Mark? Are you going to shoot me? Six feet of distance, please. Do Social not distancing. Shoot me. Mark, Mark, look at me. Mark, if you shoot me, I'm going to kick your ass. Mark's <laughs> holding the gun up in front of him. Social distancing, please. I need some space. <laughs> Mark, Mark, darling, put the gun down. Put the gun down. William, William is not your enemy. He's not your enemy. Just please, please. I need some, I need some space. I try to stick Daniel's brains back in his skull. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! William, just, 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 just stay over there, please. Okay, so, so the moment passes. You, you, you regain a bit of your composure, and oh, that was so in, funny. in a short while, <laughs> in a short while, you get to the to the outskirts. And you realize that, that it, it, it's a ruin. The whole of Carcosa, although, although it has this strange architecture that, that seems to be coherent in its own madness, it's also sort of in ruins as a city. Um, so old seemed these relics, these vestiges of vanity and memorials of affection and piety. So battered and worn and stained they are. And as you and as you walk through the dim streets that seem to spiral in and double back on themselves and 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 go over each other and under each other and, and there's no logic at all to 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 moving through this space. The streets twist and turn without any semblance of reason. And turning a corner, you nearly bump into a man with a blood-covered white coat and sharp features. Um, and Dr. Mintz greets you cheerily. He says, oh, hello. It's a funny seeing you here again. Well, isn't this place a walk down memory lane? <laughs> uh, he says... Yes, you're back. He says, ah, yes, memories, memories. It's what we are made of, isn't it, my dears? So, what you up to? Uh, I think we're up to page five. I pull out the, I pull out the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the pamphlet, the, uh, the, the King in Yellow script, and I, I point to it. And I, say, I think we're on page five, but I'm not sure. Wonderful, wonderful. I've always enjoyed literature. Um, 
You know, I only get to read medical textbooks most of the time, but, uh, but yes, the, the lively arts. Very good, very good. I do hope you've kept up with your reading, Mr. Yorick. Um, uh, you know, people have been uh, recommending that, and I'm uh, trying to trying to read it again. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe uh, have you ever read this uh, this book, Mince? Read it? I'm in it. <laughs> he laughs. Uh-huh. 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 Well, uh, maybe not for long. Mark, <laughs> I'll keep your gun in your in your holster, all right? <laughs> look, look, look up, look up. Look up, 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 up. Uh, uh, like in the back, like the, the glossary? Oh, no, look up. Oh. Yes, look up, look up. And above you see the depths of Demhi, the mirror image of the Lake of Harley. But up in the sky, Ooh. impossibly, maddeningly hanging there like a mirror. And in the middle, those familiar spires of Mont Saint-Michel. And he says, and, and Mince then turns to you and says, as above, so below, <laughs> don't they say? Don't uh, I have heard that before, yes. Yes, but uh, you see, I have a different approach. I have a different approach. You see, you must cut. You must cut and cut again. You have to cut it out. Get it out. Yes, don't you think? Oh, I don't think anybody needs to be cut. Oh, I don't know. You've got to excise the tumor. You have to remove the growth. Then the fle- the healthy flesh can heal. See, so uh, science. I look at Mintz closely. Does he seem to have any growths or tumors that are noticeable? Well, you do notice that his, his, his typically blood-spattered coat seems very extra bloody today. And he says, look here, look here. It is right. It's proper. We have too much, you see, too much. And then he just opens up his, um, the coat. He unbuttons a couple of the buttons and opens it up. He says, look, I did it to myself. And inside you see the ragged flaps of skin over his ribs, which are splintered and broken revealing gaping holes where his organs should be. <laughs> he says, I'm feeling much better now. Would you like me to help you relieve yourselves of any burden? He says, so you see, he's, he's kind of got his hand in his little pocket and he's fingering a scalpel. He says, would you, would you like that? I draw my own knife. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I, I'll get it myself. He says, okay, okay, okay. okay. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think your services are required at this time, Doctor. Okay. Mark okay. is slowly raising his handgun. Oh, no, no need for that, Mr. Harringham. Now, Mark, mo- most of him is removed. I don't know what you're going to shoot at. The head seems to work rather well. He says, look, look. I know this might all seem a bit much. If you if you keep pushing on, do you keep pushing on? Remember, you have to cut out the bits that aren't needed. Remember? Just keep that in your head. Cut out the bits that aren't needed, okay? I've already done it. 
I'm feeling fine. It's done me a world of good. And with that, he buttons up his, his coat again. He says, well, look, I, I must be going. I must be going. He says, looking at his watch, he says, oh, I, this thing stopped a long time ago, but I'm sure I'm late. I'm sure I'm late. And he, and he scampers off quite merrily down <clears throat> twisted, cobbled streets of, of Carcosa. Okay. I guess uh, I guess the good doctor was our white rabbit, huh? <laughs> yeah, white and red rabbit. White and red. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, cut out the bits that 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 aren't, aren't necessary, needed. aren't needed. Yep. And uh, and Daniel's advice was uh, to read read the the you know look for look for a different way and a different place. To read the script here. Right. <laughs> Night is falling. The words from 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 the yellow sign enter your head. From the book, The King in Yellow. Night, Night fell, fell, and the hours dragged on, but still we murmured to each other of the king and the pallid mask. And the midnight sounded from the misty spires in the fog wrapped city. I look for the place in the script where that's from you know the specific page and i begin to read mm, mm. you can make a an idea role an intelligence role it's a lot of luck to spend at this point <laughs> yeah no i don't think i have it <laughs> yeah well you could push the role as well um Given but if it's... i do that it's possible that i could be like driven insane or something yes like absolutely oh hell let's go for it <laughs> so i just roll again yep roll again Okay, so so the way you push a roll when you're reading is you just get immersed, sucked in, and you're not going to have to make a sanity roll quite yet. But the book is like a face hugger on me right now. Mm, but you're suddenly somewhere else. You're suddenly standing somewhere, and there's a bright light in your eyes. There's a bright, there's a really bright light in your eyes, um, blinding you. Everything's dark except for this incredibly sharp, directed light. And this voice from the side says, Mr. Yorick, Mr. Yorick, you're forgetting your lines again, for God's sake. And you recognize the voice. It's the voice of Nigel Ingram. Uh, what's my line? He says, haven't you read the bloody book? And then, and then everything fades back, and you're back standing in the streets of Carcosa, and um, and you are gonna have to make a sanity roll now for that one. Okay, all right. I, maybe that maybe that was all your dreams come true. You are finally back on stage, even even in a mad delusion, <laughs> uh, where I was born to be in the role I was born to play. Night has fallen, and, and somehow the once the twin suns have set, the temperature drops very quickly, and and it's caused this this massive um, fog bank to roll in from the lake, and the streets are now fog drenched and and misty. I was ask if we heard anything uh, from the spires because it mentioned something coming from the spires of the in the in the passage that you read us. 
Oh yes, you do hear something coming from up ahead from one of the spires. You hear organ music. Oh. <laughs> and, and as you get closer, you see it's coming from this twisted Baroque, almost, almost um, blasphemous version of a church. Um, instead of instead of a straight steeple, it has this twisting, arcing, almost tentacle-like spire going up, covered in nodules and ending ending not in a cross but in in a yellow sign, and everything is pitch black. The, the the stone is all obsidian and seems to be glistening in the in the evening fog, but there's a light coming from inside, uh, uh, quite warm yellow light coming from inside and of course those very familiar notes from the organ do you hear that music gentlemen uh, everyone hold on to their livers I can't tell you how tired of this dream I'm getting <laughs> okay um, and, and the, the music reaches a crescendo as, as you enter um, I keep, uh, keep an eye on the skies Yes, yes, <laughs> and 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 you see, um, you see the organist again, the 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 top hatted, bejeweled. He's he's even more resplendent now, and and he stops playing when you come in, and he says, "Oh, I've been waiting for you for such a long time. It's 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 marvelous that you're finally here." Well, he's in a good mood. Yes, he is, and he says. But let me let me orate for one second. And he stands up on the bench that he was sitting on previously. He stands up. He gathers himself up and he says, You'll enjoy this one, Mr. Yorick. <coughs> he clears his throat. No cockroaches come out this time. He clears his throat and he says, <laughs> I will lay odds that ere this year expire, we bear our civil swords and native fire as far as France. I heard a bird so sing whose music to my thinking pleased the king. <laughs> and he bows. Uh, I give like a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> he says, one of yours, I believe, Mr. Yorick. And uh, where is the king now? The king is in his castle, counting out his money. <laughs> oh, or what passes for money in Carcosa. There's a different currency here, you see. What do they call you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'm just the organist. <laughs> yeah, the last guy uh, had precious little organs. <gasps> oh, joke, <laughs> joke. Very good, very good, very good, Mr. Yorick. I believe... There's a new calling for you. No longer a mere actor. I believe you should be a writer. How about that, Mr. Yorick? Well, you know, I have dabbled. Uh, yeah. In the church at St. Barnaby's in Paris, you told me not yet. Well, we are mm. here now. We are here now in Carcosa. You it are. It is time. You know. Oh, I think it is time, isn't it? It's time for something. Would you care to join me in a in a duet? 
I think it is time. Yes, yes. I think all of you need to have your reputations repaired, don't you think? I'll go over to the organ and sit down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he puts his hand lightly on your shoulder and he says, yes, your reputations have taken a bit of a battering, haven't they? So did that emissary, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, that that one. Oh, very poor grasp of of the lively arts, that one. Can hardly hold a note. Seem to have the uh the favor of the king though, wouldn't you say? Uh yes. Yes. He he's he was always good at grasping other things, wasn't he? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, your reputations. Don't you know this is where you come to get your reputations repaired? Don't you know? Reputations. No. Yes. You know, you constantly looking for your sister but never finding her. You, sir, a failed actor, reduced to the status of a digger of the soil. And you, a shell-shocked wreck of a man, back from the war with no purpose and no meaning. Now, listen, we frequently have day jobs, okay? I'm still auditioning, all right? I'm waiting for my big break. He says, yes, but you're all just mere shadows of your former selves, aren't you? Haven't you all lost something and have no hope of regaining? I had everything. It's you, these people from here, these things from here that have taken everything from me. Mm. Mm. Well, look, all I can say is, all I can say is that you should go and see the king. And I will leave you with this last thought. I pray God will curse the writer, he says, looking, looking at William. As the writer has cursed the world with this beautiful, stupendous creation, terrible in its simplicity, irresistible in its truth. The writer, you see. You must become the writer, Mr. Yorick. But that I, can I borrow a there. pen? <laughs> he says, I have no quills. Everything here is transitory. As he, has, as he plays some beautiful and terrible notes that echo up into the spire of this twisted cathedral. And Jenny, I think you feel compelled to join in. <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> okay. So you play for a while. And um, I think you all feel that somehow... The answer is just there at the edge of your grasp, tantalizingly out of reach. The answer. And, this, and, and the song finishes and, and he says, Well, I think it's time, isn't it? Time to go and see the king. And you yeah. take us to him? Certainly, certainly. It would be my pleasure. He says, but I won't go into that place. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll take you to the door. 
How about that? Take us. Sounds promising. Okay. But, but sir, is, is Isabel behind the door? Can you tell me that much at least? Oh, dear sweet Jenny. So desperate to repair your reputation. What was it you did that drove Izzy away? Can you remember? Me? Drive her away? Well, that's what happened, isn't it? Or have you, have you kind of locked that little memory away somewhere? Jenny puts her hand to her forehead. Flashes of a fight. Broken glass. A broken plate. It just flashes. And she goes, no. No, she left. She disappeared. It wasn't me, was it? I look at William and Mark. It, it wasn't me. Why don't we say the bygones can be bygones, eh? <laughs> Let, after all, what's more important than family? Yes. He says, yes. Look, you'll, you'll see. Eventually, you'll see. Come on, then. Time to go. Okay. <laughs> As he just gets up and he, and he walks out of the out of the twisted cathedral. He says, it's just up the hill. Come on. Up we go. Up, up the stairs to bed. To, to oh. bed? Yes, up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire, he says. <laughs> <laughs> I follow him, but Jenny, you can see she's kind of shaken up a little bit by that. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you find Dizzy, and hopefully she gives you a warm reception. Mm. Yes. Mm. As long as we have, we still have our, we have each other, and we still have. Yes, there's always hope. There's there's always hope. And she follows. Okay. Mark, come on, do not hang so far back. <laughs> Mark has begun focusing on the handgun quite a bit. He he likes to spin the chamber of the, yeah. the revolver from chamber to chamber. Sure, you uh, wouldn't want me to hold that for you. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Mm, mm. <laughs> and um, maybe the lightning gun has this kind of strange strap on it, made from some material that you've you've never seen before, and you've got you've got it. You got it kind of over your shoulder, hanging across your back. <laughs> so, so um, I'll say you've had enough time to to examine it now, and you can see it's got. Um, you can see that it's actually got uh, about. It's got four little lights left on, on it. Thank you. Yeah, there were six. Now there are four. That's right. I, now I'm remembering from a year and a half ago. Sorry. <laughs> and um, and then. Almost in an instant, you you feel like you've been walking uphill both forever and for no time at all, because the time seems to pass instantly. But your legs feel heavy and full of lactic acid, as if you've been climbing uphill or maybe upstairs forever and ever. Um, the sun has sunk below the horizon now; all is dark. Um, 
and you have reached this gargantuan building, this obsidian-walled, cyclopean architecture. The door, the doorway itself is 50 or 60 feet high. The pillars are 20 feet wide and 100 and 200 feet high. You feel like ants um, at the foot of an anthill. And the black obsidian steps go up to the opening. And, and the organist says, well, that's me then. I think you need to go on alone. What do you think? You don't want to come into side and see the king? Hell no. <laughs> Audiences with, with the king tend to be quick and painful. But we will find the answers? Oh, yes. All the answers are inside the palace of the king. This is what we are here for. This is where I will get my... what I've been searching for. Oh, yes, of course. You'll get what you were searching for. You'll get what you deserve, Jenny. You know, uh, someone else we ran into told me I ought to uh, cut out the bits that aren't needed. I draw my knife and uh, walk towards the man. <laughs> he says, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't mean that. And how do you know what he meant? Oh, See, each of us is just another face of the same thing. So I know what he meant. He says, not me. Don't carve me up. What good will that do you? And please elaborate, and you better start making sense. And don't use your knife. Use your mind. He taps the side of his head. Be the editor. Be the writer. Write your own. Sorry. Write your own play, William. All right. Uh, I open up the uh, the briefcase. Uh, I assume uh, I assume Norman had a, a pen and maybe a pad in there. Oh yes, yes. All right. So uh, on the front of the uh, the King in Yellow, I um, is there is there an author? Yes, the... it's 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 Robert W. Chambers. That's right, Robert W. I cross out his name and I write my own on, on the front of the book. And he gives a broad smile and he says, good, yes, you're getting it. But believe me, taking someone else's work and putting your name on it, that's, not, that's only the first step. You're going to have to work, my boy. You're going to have to work. You'll get was there. It, You'll get it? there. Good artists imitate, uh, great artists steal. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he finally walks over to Mark and he says, I can see that you are close to breaking, Mr. Harrigan. But you will find solace as well. Sophie is gone. And you know that. But... Wounds can heal, even the wounds inside your mind. And then with that, he, he turns heel and walks back down the hill slowly into the mist. Okay. Mark falls to his knees crying. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Jenny will go over there and we're so close, Mark. You must stay with us just for a little longer. Just a little longer. I uh, I start flipping through the uh, the script and uh, the you know the uh, the 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 title page on the uh, the the very first page on the inside you know just the title uh, hmm. I try to like rip it out. Uh, yeah, um, you're just gonna tear off the the, the you're gonna tear out the whole page or just the title? The bit? whole page. The whole. Okay. Page. Yes, you tear it out, and as you tear it out, the it just kind of just crumbles into dust in your hands and is blown away by by the wind. Okay. I continue uh reading on and Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I start making um uh edits in the margins, you know, like uh like adding my own my own words, crossing sentences out and Yes. Nice, nice. I go over to William and I look at him and I said, if we can really rewrite this thing I mean I'm tired of you boys getting all the credit. You should make <laughs> you should make it the queen in yellow. <laughs> I like draw my robe around me and, and like stand very tall and like look down my nose at her and I said, Leave me to my work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that we might fare better with the queen. <laughs> so this this cyclopean architecture looming above you makes you feel tiny and insignificant. But there's a, there seems to be some kind of gravitational pull as well from deep inside this palace. It feels like this is the only, the only thing you can do is go in and confront whatever's in there and maybe confront whatever's inside you as well. Mark dries up his face. Stands up and walks to the door. Okay. As you approach the door, you, you think again. You can hear some music coming from inside, but but not 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 the organ music, not the ter- horrible singing, but but some other music that seems familiar, but you can't quite place it. You know, say what you will about Carcosa, they really do cherish music here, <laughs> and that I do appreciate. <laughs> Yes, they seem to be great patrons of the arts. Yes. I think perhaps um, one day this place could be restored to its formal glory with the right ruler. Yes, the right ruler. She kind of side-eyes William. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we think it's familiar music. Yeah, kind of familiar, but you can't quite place it. Is it like... Uh, uh, orchestral, uh, uh, vocal. Um, it's it's um it's instruments. There's no singing. Yeah. Okay. With uh, with my nose in the book still, I I uh, I, I walk up to the the door and mm-hmm. I uh, tap on the door with my shovel. After a few seconds, you hear footsteps approaching, and um, the door. Um, creaks open slowly and it's a bit dark inside but you hear a voice saying please come in Uh, may I take your coats and you realise it's it's the butler Mm -hmm. from Constance Dumaine's house (gasps) 
the, the butler with, with bloody stumps for hands. <laughs> and again, he holds his arms out. The blood has dried, actually. And the flesh seems to have healed up at the end of his hands. And he says, your coats, please, or, or any items you wish to put in the cloakroom. Oh, no? I, I don't. I don't have anything. No. You, no. You, you don't seem to have come dressed for the party, but um, please come in. Please come in. Go in. I'll go in. And when you step through, you're suddenly in the familiar setting of, of Constance Dumaine's house, her mansion in Arkham. Um, but you know you're not because when you look behind you through the open door you see the streets of Din Carcosa and the fog banks rolling in but the music now is familiar it's that jaunty jazz music that was playing at the party and the, the, the sound of happy voices rise up and meet at, at, meet at the ceiling and, and, and um, the sound of laughter and the sound of dancing coming from the ballroom. Right. I look at William and Mark and say, I think we need to go for the courtyard. I asked the butler, uh, hey, which way did the courtyard? Oh, the courtyard? Oh, just straight. He lifts his one of his stumps up. <laughs> he points with his stump. He says, oh, just back there. Um, watch out for the beasts. Well, uh, thanks for that warning. Uh, where, where are these beasts? Are they in the courtyard or are they uh, in the rooms there? Oh, you know, just all around. <laughs> they, tend, they tend to lurk on the roof. There's quite a lot of them tonight. I don't know what's brought them along. Mm. Pretty foul out there tonight. Mm. Yes, yes, there's a. I believe there's a. There's a bad nor'easterly coming in. Yes. The whole of New England is going to be drenched. A nor'easter. A nor'easter. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the whole of New England is going to be simply drenched. It's going to be raining cats and dogs, so I'm told. I um, I asked the butler, you seem to be missing your hands, good sir. Did someone tell you to cut out what's Johnny, not needed? You're being rude. These! Oh, don't worry about these. I don't need these. I never needed these. I was told... I had to repair my reputation. See, I was caught once stealing, you see. Ah. Um, and, um, yes, the repairer of reputations told me that I had to, you know, get rid of them and that everything would be fine. And, and, it, and, and, and he was proven right. He was proven right. He's very good, you know. Very good. I heartily recommend him. 
And where will we find him? Oh, you know, he's that chap. Likes to go around um, with his face all covered up. Mm-hmm. He'll do it for you. If your reputation is is a bit, um, you know, dubious in some way, he'll, he'll sort it out for you. Anyway, yes, uh, the courtyard. Um, go back, go round by the kitchen, and keep going. You'll get there. Stay in the middle. Don't get close to the wall. Don't get too close to the walls. They can. They like reaching down. You see. The beast. Right. <laughs> Let's keep looking. Keep looking up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you. You 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 head you head then towards the courtyard, and um, you go out into the courtyard. But it's kind of um, deserted. the The moonlight is strangely is shining now, even though there was no moon when you entered entered the palace. But then I guess everything is is all a bit higgledy piggledy right now, inside out and upside down. And there is moonlight. And you do see on the roofs around you just these these kind of shapes with with red eyes just looking at you, dozens and dozens of them just kind of squatting on the roof, watching you as you come in. Is there any uh, any furniture in the courtyard? Tables, chairs, that kind of thing. Well, there's a lovely little fountain in the middle of the courtyard, surrounded by um, a low a low wall. And at the back, there was a stone bench um, at the back of the garden, um, just kind of facing the fountain with this, uh, these rose bushes behind it. And, um, and yeah, but there's, there's no one actually in the courtyard at the moment in the garden. All right. I walk over to the bench. Mm. Um, I sit down at the bench facing the facing the uh, the fountain. I pull out the book. I'm gonna try something here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out the pen and, and write in the book. And then the repairer of reputations appeared in the courtyard. Mm. <laughs> and with that, you hear the voice of the doorman saying, "Ah." If it isn't our final guest, Miss Divine, your presence here has been long awaited. <laughs> and, and with that, Miss Divine just steps out into the courtyard, and you remember her very well, the beautiful young woman wearing that very flimsy gold lame dress. Um, she has the amulet around her neck with the yellow sign on it, and she has this these piercing green eyes and this devilish look of and her, her ruby red lips are pursed in a smile as she steps forward in, into the courtyard. And she says, she says to you, did you call? I didn't. Oh, darling. No, of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. You were always a bit jealous of me, weren't you? <laughs> <sighs> Jealous? Weren't you? I, I, look, I take a closer. Yeah, I take a closer look. Is, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Isabel? No, 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 no. You wanted this, didn't you? 
she says as she holds up the amulet. Oh. Well, we wanted to look at it. It's very beautiful. It is, isn't it? No, but um, Mark here, he couldn't keep his eyes off me, could he? <laughs> she says, looking at Mark. Keith looks away from her and looks into the fountain. <laughs> Don't fool yourself, Mark. You may think you're still devoted to the dear departed Sophie, but um, ah, we'll see, we'll see. And Don't you... you talk about Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> And you, Mr. Yorick, you, Mr. Yorick, you so in need of a, of a, of a new image, wouldn't you say? I look up from my book and I look at her and I said, you know, in, in society here, what is my reputation? Oh, here? Well, normally we don't bury our dead, you see, so... You have absolutely no purpose here whatsoever. Well, that, that hurts. <laughs> yes, yes. You know I am an aspiring writer. Yes, I can see. I can see your scribblings. Well, that hurts too. Scribblings? Dear, <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. Well, look. Um, what is it you want? We want answers. We've traveled very far. You know, more than anything, I think uh, if it's possible, we'd like to see Isabel. We'd like to see Sophie. And you know what? I'd like to. I'd like to close the door. Well, she yawns. <laughs> Ugh, all these things in time. In time. No, no, keep being told in time. It is time now. Oh, it is. It's getting late, isn't it? It's getting very late. And she yawns again. And then she stretches her delicate arms out wide. And she stretches. And they seem to keep stretching. <laughs> and they keep stretching to the sides of the courtyard, her arms are now impossibly long, and you can see that the flesh has been stretched to breaking point, and out of the form of Miss Divine comes this horrible shape. This shape unfolds, more bone than creature, with, with ribbed wings, with teeth, with beaks. It just bursts out of her and lurches towards you. Oh. <laughs> We're all about to die.
remind me that if we ever get out of this, I'm not going to ever eat squid ever again. <laughs> no, <You> nothing <laughs> with tentacles ever again. You do know that a dislike of seafood basically is the basis for the entire Lovecraft oeuvre. It was just because he didn't like seafood. That's why we have this wonderful game that we play now. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> I, I did. I did know that actually. That's amazing. <laughs> it's that so funny. Amazing. So Monsieur Squangini. <laughs> yeah, gross. No, that's a horrid undersea demigod. <laughs>